the game on the line, you can't fold and you can't bend. Y'all uh, be playing it safe and I be going for the win. Remember back when they was doubting on the kid. Uh, now they tuned in cause my game too legit. Hey, 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 what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Forgiven AF Podcast. This is a second chance podcast. My name is Sean Surface. Uh, thank you guys for being here today. I'm excited about this episode. Um, a lot of you guys, you know, I have a strong passion for fitness and nutrition. Um, I really believe that nowadays we try to find so many different things to change the way we feel, to make ourselves feel better about ourselves, whether it's clothing, whether it's, whether it's shoes, whether it's drugs, alcohol. Um, and I really feel that one of the biggest, biggest ways to really make a change that can actually like really affect those things is nutrition and exercise. So y'all know that's something that I push. Um, and I was lucky to a friend of mine who I'm lucky that is here with us today, Percy Bass. Uh, we actually met at a Spartan race. Um, he had a big crew there. I'm talking, he, he probably had the biggest crew of anybody at this Spartan, Spartan race. And this was four or five years ago. He probably had, I swear, he probably had like 30 people with him. And I was like, whoever that is running that, I need to go meet him. So I think I just came up to you out of the blue. And I was like, hey, man, my name's Sean. I just opened a gym here. It's nice to meet you. And a lot of times people in that space can be kind of like, I don't know you or you're new to your competition. And he didn't treat me like that at all, man. It was all love right away. He congratulated me on getting a gym. Um, so the other day I saw that he had uh, just written a book and it's called The Dope Method. And immediately I was like, man, I can't wait to get or actually, I can't wait to ask him to come be on the show. So I'm going to I'm gonna pass this over to him and see if you can kind of give us like a quick intro. First of all, thank you very much for being here. Uh, if you can guys kind of give me a quick intro of like your past, who you are, where you came from, how you got into this space uh, for my listeners. Cool, man, man. I appreciate the opportunity for being here, man. Um, yeah, man, you know, uh, Percy Bass, uh, owner of Head to Toe Fitness Studio um, and the uh, creator of The Dope Method. Um, starting off, man, I'm a registered dietitian, so I didn't, you know, I've not always been into nutrition like that. Like I've always been an athlete, but, um, it all started, uh, and I talk about it in the book. It was, uh, Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving coming up, but it was Thanksgiving of 2001. I was sitting at the head of the table and, uh, you know, we eating typical African-American family. We got greens, you know, st dressing, turkey, ham, everything, right? And uh, so we're finishing up dinner, and my uh, my mother gets up and she asks my uncle, say, hey, you know, uh, what do you want for dessert? He said, what you have? She was like, oh, we got some peach cobbler, we got some sweet potato pie, we got some uh, some cake, you know, all the desserts. And he says, well, just give me a little bit of everything. And so then my grandmother, she looks at him and says, now you know you don't need all that with your sugar. Now, we all know what the sugar is. We know it's diabetes. And he said, well, Irene, you know, we all got to die from something. And when he said that, like, it just totally took me back, right? And I was like, how could he just say that? Like, he, you know, he's, he's just seen his, um, his brother-in-law have, uh, you know, his fingers amputated from diabetes, you know, leg amputated, he's in a wheelchair. But he's talking about we all got to die from something, right? And so at that point, right then, I said, you know what, if I can just get the knowledge of nutrition for my family, my immediate family, then I would have done what I needed to do. So I came back to Dallas um, and uh, searched out, you know, programs, uh, started school at Texas Women's University, got my degree in dietetics and institutional administration, went to Iowa State, did my dietetic internship and came back to Texas and uh, just started being a clinical dietitian. And that's kind of where my nutrition uh, uh, lifestyle, just everything just kind of exploded from there. 
Yeah. That's awesome. I had no idea, man. And it's really cool because, well, not really cool, but I'm glad that you brought up the cultural aspect of it. You know what I mean? Because that is something, um, diabetes is something that does go unchecked a lot, especially in the African-American community. Um, so that's cool that, that I'm not cool, but you know what I mean? Like, right. it's cool that you made that connection and we're, um, f- sports wise, did you play sports growing up in college and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I, I ran track. Well, I played football in high school, ran track, but I ran track all the way through college. And so, again, I was a college athlete, but I, I, my eating habits wasn't the best. You know, and that's kind of crazy to think. And I talk about that in the book as well. Like I was a college athlete eating, you know, bacon double cheeseburgers at nighttime, you know, things of that nature. And so, you know, I was thinking about it and as I tell some of my um, athletes now um, at, at our studio, like it matters. The nutrition matters. Right. Like I could have been a a much greater athlete, better athlete if I had just taken care of myself with nutrition. That's really good. Yeah. And it's so true. All right. So let me ask you, because I don't want to get I want people to get this book because I know how good it is. So if you could give give me like, let's just say for our listeners, maybe like three pieces of advice that uh, that you would have for someone who's really doesn't know where to start out or they're kind of confused, don't really know what to do. um, What are just three basic pieces of advice that you would give somebody? Man, that's a whole bunch of advice I can give. Uh, let's see. So probably number one would probably be start with uh, start with your why, okay? Um, finding out why you want to get healthy, all right? So, you know, you might say, you know, I, I want to, you know, lose weight, and that's cool, but why do you really want to lose weight? You know, and I know we talk about this a lot, about peeling the onion back, you know, asking yourself why, you know, multiple times to get to the root of it, Right. So you might say, well, I want to get healthier. I want to lose weight because I'm tired of not being confident in myself, right? I talk about it in the book how if your why doesn't smack you dead in the face once you start to veer off from your goal, then your why is not strong enough. So you have to have a strong enough why to kind of course correct. You know, people say, oh, I I just want to look better. Well, I tell my ladies all the time, like, you know, you can put on a nice dress. You can put on one of them shapers, lipstick, and all of that, and you can step out and you can look stunning. So just wanting to look better is not a great why, you know, but maybe you didn't have the energy to play around with your kids. Maybe you saw one of your family members, you know, um, you know, dealing with some type of disease, so you don't want that to happen to you. So that's a strong why, right? So I always say, man, start with your why because your why is the gas that kind of, you know, moves the vehicle. Like if you don't have a why, then you don't you don't really have anything. That's really good. That's so that's the same thing with the with the gym. When people come into the gym, we like to ask them their why, and uh, and I like to, and I'll bring it up. I'll remind them of it too. Like you know what I mean when they start like not showing up or something. You know what? One of the main ones that I get, uh, especially from like our middle aged women, which is like it almost makes me sad, is uh, I just want to feel sexy for my husband again. Or I want my husband husband to look at me like he did when we first got married. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's deep. Like that makes me feel like, oh man, like that's a good why. That's the yeah. type of thing that you'll stick with. All right, that's a good one. What else you got? Uh oh, so check this out. Mindset. Mindset. So I always thought nutrition was the was the most important thing in a healthy lifestyle, right? But I quickly learned that it's the mindset, man. So we have to change our mindset around how we view food. Um, we have to change our mindset around why we're doing this, right? So think of it as um, we used to look at food from a cultural aspect and say, well, I don't eat that because we don't eat that, right? Or 
when I was a kid, I didn't like something, so I don't eat it as an adult, right? So you change your mindset around how you view, view food and understand that food is nourishment, food is energy, you know, and that healthy eating doesn't have to be boring or bland. So you can have the best nutrition plan, you can have the best fitness program and all of that, but if you haven't changed your mindset about how you look at things, all that's for naught, right? So, you know, when I had to understand that, you know, we were giving our meal plans and we was making all the macros to the T and then, you know, creating these these fitness programs for people and it just wasn't working, right? And I'm trying to find out why, you know, if if if, if they just follow it, it's going to work. Well, they hadn't changed their mindset around, you know, exercise. They hadn't changed their mindset around, you know, eating certain foods. And so once you get your mindset good, then things are falling into place. But yeah, I think that's the second thing is just changing our mindset around how we view food and and, and, and what food it is for us and should be for us. That's so funny. Because like people like me and you, and it's rare that I'm in a room with someone and having the conversations of like the things, the same things I go through, right? Mm -hmm. I give people a meal plan. We set them up on a perfect fitness routine that they're ready. We know, hey, if you follow this, you're going to get the results you want. And then it still doesn't come through, right? You're like, how can they... How can they stop doing that? Or you be like, hey, you're doing good with your eating, you're staying on track, and they're like, well, you know, the weekend, and you're like, girl, I thought that you wanted this, you know? Um, and the mindset thing is really strong. We kind of chopped it up beforehand, kind of said, like, I know a lot of 30, 40, 50 year old people that eat like they're six years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I, I'm gonna have macaroni and cheese and sweet tea. Right. Or, to, you know what I mean? And you're like, like, I get it, but then you wonder why you're depressed. You wonder why you're tired and sluggish and you have headaches all the time because you ain't drinking no water. And it, there's, it is a mindset thing. You have to like get above those excuses that we have ingrained. So what I, what I wrote in the book about being a picky eater, I was like, if being a picky eater um, has gotten you diabetes and heart disease and things like that, you need to be unpicky. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens is, you know, they'll say, well, I, I only eat these foods. And if these foods have lent you to... to you know, being overweight and all of that, and because you don't eat vegetables, you don't get enough fiber, you don't drink water and stuff like that, then you need to be on picky. We need to figure that thing out. <laughs> that's so good. All right, that's that's two really good ones. Give me one more. I, I know this book is full of them. Uh, I, man, it, it, it was fun writing a book, man. Um, and the third one would be uh, understanding that it's nothing's going to be perfect, right? So... You know, um, I know we talked earlier about how, you know, somebody can get on and, and have this, you know, perfect plan and then they fall off. And it's kind of like the, uh, the analogy where, you know, you have one flat tire. Well, when you have one flat tire, you do what? You change that tire. You don't flatten the other three, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, understanding that nothing's going to be perfect. Like, I, I tell people when they say, well, do I have to follow it to a T? I say the only people who are following meal guides to a T or physique competitors, because they have to. Like, every inch is being measured on stage, right? So I'm not talking to them, but that's like 1% of the, the, the population. Right. Understanding that, you know, you don't have to be perfect to actually get the physique that you want. You don't have to be perfect in order to be a healthier person. You know, I coach on the 90-10 rule, and the 90-10 rule states that if you're 100% clean 90% of the time, then 10% you can kind of have what you want. And then I've had people kind of push back and say, well, I've heard 80-20. I'm like, well, I like to get A in school. You know what I'm saying? But if I fail and I don't get an A and I, just, and I get a B, I'm still doing good. So why, why not shoot for an A? I like that. I like that. That's like you shoot for the stars, you miss, you're going to land whatever, something. Shoot. Right. Shoot for the moon, you yeah. Yeah, land amongst the stars. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's good. Um, the perfection thing is one that, uh, that we have to teach a lot. The thing that I find that people try to get out of with the perfection one is um, – 
as soon as they mess up, it's, oh, I'm going to start again on Monday, mm. right? And all that really is, is making yourself feel okay with eating like junk the rest of the week until that Monday. Mm -hmm. You're just making yourself okay with still going. You know what I mean? Right. It's like so. a, like the, the fresh start. I, I I have a fresh start on Monday. Nah. You have a fresh start at that next meal. <laughs> at that next meal, right? What were we saying earlier? The the next best thing. The next yeah, yeah the yeah. next right thing. The next yeah. right thing, right? Yeah. The next right thing to do is just start at the next meal. Yep. Yeah. So you not to beat yourself up because if you're the type of person that already like is hard on yourself, you mess up and you eat a bad meal, you could really make yourself feel like crap. So you do have to really be careful that you know that you love yourself through this because I've never seen someone make a full-on transformation um, through hating themselves. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like Absolutely. you see a lot of people, like if you hate yourself or if you're not happy with who you are as a person, you're just, even when you get to where you want to be, you're still not going to be happy. Right. So that's something we got to really be careful about. Yeah. Um, let me see. And and to kind of uh, uh, piggyback off that, man, like you... One of the things is, is, is so dope stands for decide uh, and declare. And it stands for, the O stands for optimize. Uh, the P stands for prioritize. And the E stands for emphasize consistency. So to what you were saying, man, the P, you know, it says prioritize what? Prioritize me. And so I talk about that in the book. Like you want to prioritize yourself. Like you want to make sure that you're doing things. And, and you know, it, it's kind of to people who... Um, you know, who always taking care of others, right? Get, if I can get myself healthy, then I can be here for other people, right? So it's kind of prioritize you, just like when they talk about on the plane, like you, know, you take that oxygen mask, put it on yourself first before you, you know, help your kids and stuff. So it's prioritize you. And so just like you were saying, man, that, you know, people have to understand that they they have to you know, do things for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I, and I think that I could hear some people try to be like, prioritize myself. No, I'm supposed to prioritize my kids. Or, but here's the thing: if you're not taking care of yourself first, then you're not. You don't have a full cup to pour into your kids and stuff. So, right. uh, I think that that's really good. Now, because of social media and because of just how crazy information is out there right now, and there's so many different fad diets and and different you know opinions of people who uh, of what they should do. Do you, uh, what are maybe some kind of like myths or some sort of um, partial truths that you hear sometimes or, or when it comes to people that like are trying to get back in shape, but they've taken some like wrong information? Does that make sense? Right. Um, one of the major things, man, and we're going to keep, and, I'm, and I know you can talk to it um, for the fitness wise as well, but for me, man, is demonizing carbs. Like, you know, carbs are the devil. You know, you, you can't eat carbs. If you eat carbs, you're not going to you're not going to lose weight. And, you know, that's totally wrong. You know, I mean, we talk about, you know, we're looking at a carbohydrate and we're comparing it to processed foods. Right. Like a carbohydrate is it's not bad for you. Right. I mean, vegetables are carbohydrates. People don't know that vegetables are carbohydrates. And they're like, oh, it is. Yeah. Vegetable carbohydrates. You got healthy, uh, healthy starches. But when people think about carbs, they think about the bad stuff. Or you've been told that you can't have potatoes, you told you can't have rice, things of that nature. And it's totally untrue. Like if you are eating in the correct portion sizes and you could and, and, and getting in enough calories, you know, for you, then you can you can lose weight, you can maintain weight. But it's when you overeat, you can overeat good stuff, right? Like yep. you can overeat healthy pasta, or you can overeat, 
you know, uh, healthy grains. If you overeat, then you're going to be in a, in a caloric surplus and you want to gain weight, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man, we can't demonize carbohydrates. And that's one of the myths, the, one of the major myths that I keep hearing all the time is carbohydrates are bad. I love that because especially if you want to fuel yourself, like if you're any sort of an athlete and you try to cut out carbs completely, you're definitely not going to perform at your optimal level because carbs are needed for efficiency and, and energy and um, and but it's just like you said, it's portion size. I like to try to uh, when I'm trying to explain someone because technically, like a lot of people just and I try to get them away from this only care about that scale on the weight. Mm -hmm. I mean, the weight on the scale. Sorry. Like they don't care. I, I say to women all the time. What if by tomorrow morning you were 20 pounds lighter, but it had to be all muscle that you lost? Would you be willing to do that? At least half of the women say yes, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that they would just look like a wet News, like a wet paper bag, like skin would just be sagging, hanging everywhere because they didn't, they, they, your muscle is your structure, is your frame. So it's like trying to teach. I really like to, here's an age old argument that you hear all the time uh, when people try, when people are talking about the weight or whatever of muscle and fat. So, yes, a, a pound is a pound, right? A pound weighs a pound. But if you take a shoebox, the same size shoebox, fill it with fat and take the same size shoebox and fill it with muscle, the one with muscle is going to be way heavier, right? right? So do you know, how, do you, have you had that argument? Oh, yeah. I understand a pound is a pound, but people want to always. So what I try to teach women is if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing with the eating and exercising, you might have a month where the scale still says the same thing, but you've lost 10 pounds of fat, put on 10 pounds of muscle. You're smaller, leaner, tighter, but the scale still says the same thing. So one of the big myths for me is that it's just all, it can't just be all about just weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. We, it definitely has to be about body composition. That's why we yeah. use, you know, we use our in-body uh, composition machine at, at our studio um, because what was happening is people were coming in and they were getting on the scale and they were like, oh man, my pants are fitting, you know, a lot um, looser and I'm feeling a lot better, man, but the scale is not moving. I'm not understanding. So we wanted to make sure we had a tool that were able to show people that, hey, you're losing fat and you might be gaining muscle or you might be maintaining muscle. Um, but you're losing fat, and that's what the goal is. Exactly. Yeah. And and shout out to Embody because we use the, both of our gyms use the same Embody, mm -hmm. and I swear by those things. Yep. Um, yep. I think that they're great because you can actually show people on paper this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's changed the game for us when it comes to mostly women understanding what's going on. You know. Um, but have you have you heard uh, uh, have you heard the myth? Uh, and this is just the kid. This kills me. But at Drift Studio, have you heard, you know, that that women who lift weights gonna get bulky? Man, that's so frustrating. <laughs> I know that's so frustrating because it's not the way it works at all. You only get bigger by eating in a by eating in a surplus. It's really no matter what meal plan, no matter what structure you're on, if your body burns, if your basal metallic rate is two thousand calories and you eat less than that two thousand calories or whatever, you know, you're going to lose. You eat more, you're going to gain, right? Right. Really, that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Don't you think so? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's, it's just funny to me because, you know, it's hard, you know, uh, to be able to tell somebody because that's that's when they come in. Oh, I don't want to get bulky. Like, you, the only way you're going to get bulky is if you eat to get bulky. And they say, well, no, I saw this. This you know this person and, and then you look at the picture and you know, it's steroids a, and <laughs> exactly it's a professional maybe bodybuilder or something like that and you say well they're getting bigger because they want to get bigger. yeah like that's intentional yeah it's so that is a very common one mm -hmm. I just want to get tone like you hear that one all the time and you're like you understand that 
to get tone, you might actually gain a little bit of weight because what tone is, is building the muscle underneath so that it tightens everything up, right? Mm -hmm. So like they don't want that the jiggle. the jiggle, right? So they have to build muscle to tighten it up because you're not going to tighten the skin up. Right. That's another one that I, that's another myth that I get a lot is people are like, um, how, how do I, if I, some trainer told me that if I do this or whatever the nonsense is that I'll, all my skin will tighten up. Right. And I, I mean, I've never seen it. Have you? Nah, you got to get in there. You got to start doing some resistance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strengthen up. You got to put muscle underneath to tighten everything up. That's the only thing I've ever seen to do that. Yeah. Build muscle and burn fat. That's it. That's it. Those are, <laughs> I know. We laugh about it, right? Because we understand how it works. And it's just hearing people come from like, you know, it's just they're confused, right. you know, and it's sad. But that's why I'm going to have stuff like this. That's why we're doing stuff like this to put mm -hmm. knowledge out there for people. That's why it's awesome that you wrote this book. Dude, I was so excited when I yeah. saw that you wrote this book because yeah. I know the way, you know what I mean? I know what you stand for, and I know that this isn't just a bunch of, right. you know, crap. Like, I understand that everything in this is science-based. Right, right, absolutely. You know what I mean? All right, so let me see. I had some I know more I want to talk about. Yeah, okay. this is fun, man. <laughs> yeah, this is cool, right? It's fun. I like doing that because I like chopping up with other fitness-minded people, yeah. um, especially, you know, studio owners. We have the same struggles. We deal right. with the same thing, mm -hmm. keeping that back door closed on memberships. Like, people don't people don't understand how it's – what we do, bro, is it's harder than people think it is. Right, right, You know what right. I mean? Being a, I mean, being an entrepreneur, period, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it can be hard, especially in this industry, but – you know, how we talked about earlier, it's all about building relationships. It's all about being 100% um, transparent, you know, authentic. And that's how I think both of us have been successful in our businesses, man, is just being, you know, authentic self and um, building those relationships with our other um, our members. I agree 100%. It's about relationships. People can tell if you care. You know what I'm saying? People could tell if you're just there for their money, you know, and that they'll leave real quick. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like we discussed earlier, that's why we were both able to make it through the COVID stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because people knew that we had good hearts and we care about our people and, and then that they stuck by us for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a couple more things that I want to go into. Um, what are your, do you have any, what are your, like, what are your future plans? What do you got coming up next? Cause I know that you, you're not just going to sit still now behind this book. <laughs> What's you going to write another book? You're going to get that second location. What are you going to do? Man, people have asked me that, man. And so, um, Right now, I just really want to push the dope method. You know, I want to have an impact. So, you know, just get out there, do speaking engagements, um, just get in, you know, maybe different companies and start just pushing the methodology, right? Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not looking to get a second location. I just want to grow that one. You know, I mean, I I'm, all, I'm all about just like growing and, and, and maximizing my space. So um, when I, I kind of put out there like a teaser about the book, but I didn't tell people what it was. And people was like, oh, you getting a new location. You coming out to, to Frisco. You coming out? And I was like, nah, that's not going to be it. It's, you know. I definitely but, uh, thought that's what your teaser was about. No, sir. <laughs> I was like, nah. But uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it, anything could happen. But I just want to, you know, grow grow where I'm at now. But, uh, yeah, just do a speaking engagement, um, getting the, uh, the methodology out there. Um, so just in case other people are listening and have, um, when you say speaking engagements, what, what are options that you would like to do or are comfortable with? Like maybe going e into businesses and speaking to their employees about nutrition, like stuff like that. Right. 100%. So, um, you know, lunch and learns, um, you know, uh, health, you know, health fairs, you know, people at the beginning of the year, everyone is wanting to get, you know, healthy. Right. But right. they don't have a, a model or they don't know exactly what to do. So, you know, I'm, I want to go into companies and say, Hey, you know, follow my methodology for eight weeks, 12 weeks, you know, and put everybody through the methodology um, and show that it works, 
you know, and then people can, you know, tell other people and just, you know, spread the word. I would actually love to have you come and uh, maybe put on like a presentation for our members. Right. That would be a cool thing to do. Yeah. You, yeah. Would you get out and do it to other gyms and stuff uh, too? I'm, I've been asked, man, you know, if, if, if this is something that they can implement in other studios, yeah. and, um, you know, that's coming soon. That's coming man, soon. that would be cool. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. be one of the first to know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be cool. I'm always looking for a, for a, just a better way to explain or show our members, you know, how to eat and stuff. Cause there's so many different things out there, how to right. do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me see. Can you tell our members, I got a couple more things I want to talk about, but okay. can you tell our members before I forget to plug this, uh, how they find you, how they find the book, how they find just everything that can is relevant. Yeah, man. So you can, uh, you can get the book at, uh, the Percy Um, you can also find me on social media or Facebook at, you know, at Percy Bass or at, um, H2T fitness on Instagram. Um, and so, yeah, that's how you can, you know, get in contact with me. Um, that's yeah, perfect. just go, yeah, just go to the Percy Bass.com yeah. for the book and then for other nutritional advice. Yeah, that's a good one. The Percy Bass, P E R C Y Bass, B A S S. I know y'all know that. I just wanted to put it out there just so we have, because this is some good information. Um, now I'm going to switch the whole direction. Okay. You know, I have a mentorship program, mm -hmm. um, and we work with at risk youth, uh, mostly black and Hispanic males that have been, you know, kicked out of high school for fighting or drugs. And, uh, I love the way you carry yourself. I love the way you went through school. You know what I mean? You've, mm -hmm. you have never, uh, the way it doesn't look to me like you're the type of person that's going to let you tell someone this ain't for you or no, you know what I mean? Right. So could you give me, and you, you you don't have to like rush this decision. I mean, rush this answer. I know I didn't tell you this ahead of time because this is kind of, I want this to be authentic. Mm -hmm. What would you tell, you know, yourself at 16, 17, you know, your young black male, you know, you, the world is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like what sort of advice would you give? Cause I look up to you, man. I think that you're, you're very respected. You carry yourself well, you have great manners. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah. Do you, uh, what, what sort of advice would you give to a young 16 year old Percy that maybe doesn't have the same you know, life, a lot of our kids are coming from single family households, already struggling with drugs and stuff like that. Just, does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So I, I look back, um, you say that, it takes me back to me being 16, right? And I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and I grew up in the height of the gang, um, you know, gangs being really, really prevalent. Like when I was in, when I was the second, uh, it was sophomore year, in my sophomore year, you know, we were all on CNN. We had a big shooting at my high school, and so um, you know, I I was in the in the heart of it. But I never, you know, I I, I had my friends, right? I mean, we all have our friends, but I just wasn't trying to be in that lifestyle. And I think it was because, first of all, my mom, I didn't want to disappoint her, right? And then I had some, I had people in my life that I looked up to. And I didn't want to disappoint. And so I would tell, man, you know, a 16-year-old that, that, that might not have the same upbringing, don't, don't follow the crowd, man. That's good. You know, um, you, you can be cool. You still can be cool. I was class president. I was captain of the football team. All that. I was, you know, I was cool, but I just didn't follow the crowd. And because I didn't follow the crowd, I think I was more respected. Like, you know, you have those people who they say, hey, man, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't mess with bass or... You know, we're not gonna let Bass come with us because we don't, you know, we don't want to get yeah. in trouble. Uh, we don't want to get him in trouble. So I think because I was like, I'm not gonna follow the crowd and stuff like that. I think that they looked at me differently. But yeah, you don't have to follow the crowd. You, know, you can, you can, you can be who you are, and you know, don't be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like 
be smart and be around people who have your best interests because not everybody does. That's such good advice, man. Because I feel like a lot of times and now, and I don't know if it's, it's, it's nowadays, it's like culture nowadays, but like what is considered cool um, stuff that, you know, when it comes to entertainment, whether it's music, stuff like that stuff going on, isn't necessarily what's going to leave you cool down the road. You know what I mean? Right, right. And it's like, it's just sad seeing these young rappers and just losing their life and stuff like that over stuff that's just not important. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I like that you said uh, you had a lot of people around you that, you know, that you didn't want to disappoint, that you looked up to. It's almost like you had mentors. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that that's something that's very important to have, um, you know, men in your life that, you know, like you said, have your best interest at heart. And um, and I think that's awesome advice, dude. Yeah, man. And I, I mean, I want to tell you, I was going to tell you before we got off, man, I really like what you're doing with that, man. You know, just kind of looking at from afar, you know, the whole second chance thing, man, like with these with these kids that y'all mentoring, like that's that's awesome because you're giving back. Like literally, man, you're giving back and you're kind of letting these kids know, hey, man, we... You know, we, you know, I'm in this thing with you, and you know, I just, I just really want to give you flowers, man. That's, that's what's up. Thanks, Percy. Yeah. That means a lot because yeah. I just I, sometimes I get nervous about how it's appear, how it appears on the outside, you know, because I and I say this to James all the time, and he goes, Joe, shut up about that. But like, my heart is for the, you know, minority boys. Like, mm. you know what I mean? I know, and I, I feel weird when I start saying that, you know, like, but I grew up in Philly and all my friends were, not all, but a lot of my friends were black, Hispanic, a lot of Italian, you mm. know? So like, I come from a very diverse background and I saw a lot of my, my friends not aspire to be who they could have been because they fell for a lot of the rhetoric of, man, oh, you don't see the same opportunities. You're black. Don't even try. You don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that there's not truth to some of that at all. I'm very empathetic towards it. I'm just saying that like, I know that some of these kids could have really made it if they would have actually tried. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that whole, I want to make sure that I don't ever try to come across as like this white savior, like, because that's not the look. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm trying to be. Right. I just want to try to give them, reach back and help. You know what I mean? So they don't end up in prison like I did or mm -hmm. just, you know, I don't know if it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, absolutely it does, man. Like I say, it, it, it just shows that, you know, you have you have a heart for that. Right. I mean, that's and that's your passion. I mean, that's like you say, forgiving. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's <laughs> it's cool, right? Yeah, it really AF. Yeah, that's that's what's up. And it's a play. It stands for always faithful, but okay. the AF is you know what AF stands for? It's, like it, absolutely, it, that's what it's supposed to catch. It's supposed to that, be. That's a catch. what got me. I was like, forgive it. I, it's cool, right? I, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm glad that you got it. Can I get you? Do you mind? Will you sign this for me? Ah, one hundred percent, man. Look at this. Where we at? This book right here, the Dope Method, y'all. Percy Bass. I definitely recommend y'all get this book, especially if you need a little bit of help trying to get that nutrition right because honestly it will change your life like it will you want your energy levels back you want to start feeling good about yourself um but again i think that was good i think we gave some good information percy thank you for being on the show with me man oh absolutely man i, I really it was cool everyone's got the plug on how to find it, the percy bass.com he's got the book on there and i guess that's it uh, you got anything else you want to say you good Man, I just want to say, um, you know, y'all keep supporting, keep supporting the, the the Forgiving AF podcast. I mean, this right here is 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 wonderful, and um, I mean, go get the book. You know, if you need any help with your nutrition and fitness, go get the book. Um, I mean, you know, Sean has you know a, a great fitness studio out here in uh, Mansfield. I have a studio, fitness studio in Grand Prairie. If you're looking for a place to get fit, if you're looking for a relationship, you know, with a fit fam, just holler at both of us. One hundred percent. That's a good word. Remember, you guys, you're loved, you're forgiven. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>